When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. This is an apostrophe podcast production. Here's one little question that has no simple answer. How does being alone bring us closer? My name is Peg Fong. I'm a journalist and an educator. Come join me as we explore loneliness together. Helsinki in November may be the worst possible time imaginable to visit. It's cold, dark, and wet. Finland's capital city is nothing like the romantic images of pristine snowbanks, cozy cabins, and reindeers in forests that some people may think of when they think of cold weather. Those are in Lapland, about a 10-hour drive from southern Finland. In Helsinki, you're not going to see that kind of wintry wonderland in November, says Marianne Vakula, who was the CEO of the tech conference called Slush. At Slush, Vakula said, they're all about originality and honesty. That's why, she says, people try to make the best out of the slushy weather. November is when Slush holds its annual conference, inviting venture capitalists, founders, executives and the media for a curated gathering at the Helsinki Expo and Convention Center. It's been holding the conference since 2005, and it began with 300 participants. It was initially a student-driven, not-for-profit movement founded to change attitudes towards entrepreneurships. But since those early days, it's grown from a single gathering to a series of events organized all around the world. They hold smaller get-togethers in Asia, Europe, 
and the U.S. There are now slush events in London, Berlin, Stockholm, Paris, and Trondheim in Norway, and in more than 40 other countries. But the biggest is still in Helsinki, when it brings people together during the worst month of the year, November. In 2016, slush organizers arranged for a sign in the center of the city. The sign said, Nobody in their right mind would come to Helsinki in November, except you, you badass. Welcome. When it comes to capital cities in the world, Helsinki is ranked the fourth coldest with an average temperature of 4.5 degrees Celsius. Moscow is in third spot at 4.1 degrees. Astana, Kazakhstan is number two at 3.5 degrees and the coldest capital city in the world is Ulaanbaatar in Mongolia. Its average temperature is minus 1.3 degrees. Ottawa, Canada is the coldest capital in North America, by the way, and it's ranked only seventh. It's a balmy 5.5 degrees in Ottawa. When it comes to temperature, it's relative and regulated. Our desire to connect with others is often linked to temperature. When we want to escape from loneliness, what we may be seeking is the warmth of another person. And when we're feeling cold, we crave connections. Temperatures can regulate our loneliness, and how we warm up or cool down is based on social interactions. So, huddle around this episode where it's warm and cozy, or cool and refreshing, depending on your needs at this moment. Changes in temperature can play a role in how lonely we are. If you're ever in Finland, you may receive an invitation to sit naked in a little wooden room, heated as high as 89 degrees Celsius. In this room, you'll sweat copiously and whip yourself with a branch. Then, when it's unbearably hot, you'll run outside and roll around in the snow or jump into a nearby icy lake. If you're invited to do all that, congratulations you've been accepted as a Finn. The only Finnish word to make it into everyday English is sauna or sauna. There are more than 3 million saunas in a country of 5.3 million people. They're housed in backyards, factories, ships, and even in underground mines. My uncle in Bangkok, Thailand has a sauna. He has no idea what to do with it. He won it more than 15 years ago in a game show competition, and it has been sitting in his living room, unopened, dusty. The average temperature in Bangkok in November and January is between 32 and 33 degrees. No one my uncle in Thailand knows has ever even been in a sauna. But it's common for people in Finland to have their own private sauna and then also go to a public one. It's a social thing. Taking a sauna with colleagues and friends and family is an everyday activity. And when strangers are invited to take a sauna with someone, 
it's a sign of cordiality and respect. Don't expect music to be played or fragrances to be added. You may be given a small bundle of birch branches to whip yourself with lightly. Socializing and chatting is allowed, but it's also normal for people in a sauna to just sit with their own thoughts. There are health benefits in sweating and being in extreme heat and then cooling down. A popular saying among the Finnish people is, all people are created equal, nowhere more so than in a sauna. An executive may sit next to a blue-collar worker, a restaurant chef next to a stay-at-home parent, all of them naked. If anyone has figured out how to use the winter months as a time to connect with others, they are the residents in Nordic countries. People who live there are consistently ranked as the happiest people in the world, according to the World Happiness Report. Finland came in first, followed by Denmark and Switzerland, Iceland, then Norway, Netherlands, and Sweden. There's lots of factors for happiness, as there are for loneliness, and those variables include history, culture, economics, and temperament. But could temperature be a reason for a stronger sense of community and connectedness? What has a significant impact is social cohesion, a broader definition of which is generalized trust. It's been defined as having three dimensions, an awareness of connectedness to others, social relations, and a focus on the common good. Researchers found that the aggregate level of social cohesion and each of those three factors were high in Denmark, Finland, and Sweden. It's all about relationships with others. It is very directly costly to regulate your temperature. It is something that we easily forget because we have all kinds of equipment around us to regulate our temperature. I mean, a lot of our world is basically designed to regulate temperature and we forget about it all the time. But for most of evolution, that wasn't true. So metabolically, it's super costly to regulate temperature and it is much cheaper if we can do this together. That is true across many different species. And it is also very simple. If you have to exert more energy than you take in, you die. We live in air-conditioned or heated houses. We have sweaters we can put on when we're cold or thermostats to turn up. But if we didn't have all that, we have to regulate our own temperature, and that's not always possible. Humans have always relied on others to maintain our temperature, and it's an instinct that has had an impact in ways that we may not consider. Here are some experiments. Guess the outcome. If you're a jury and you're in a deliberation room, are you more predisposed to convict someone if you're in a hot room or a chilly one? And are you more likely to buy a house if you're looking on a cold day or a warm day? In those two cases, cold would make you more likely to convict someone and buy a house. And if you're feeling lonely, would you opt for a cold shower or a warm bath? In that situation, loneliness would lead you to sink into a tub. Dr. Hans Rocha Eiserman, an associate professor at the University Grenoble's Alps in France, researches the world of social thermoregulation. 
and how temperature interacts with their social relationship. His book, Heartwarming, Our Inner Thermostat Made Us Human, looks at where research may lead us into the future in understanding how temperature can shape our lives. He started as a master's student in the mid-2000s when he heard about a study that suggested holding something warm, like a cup of coffee, makes a person judge another person in a friendlier way. That study led Professor Iserman to want to understand how cold and heat play a role in social behavior. Loneliness and isolation in relation to temperature regulation, I think, is still a more complicated puzzle. So while temperature regulation, I think, is very directly related to our interpersonal relationships, it is not that it's as easy to conceive it as in other species, because, of course, as humans, we're far more complex in the way that we relate to each other. Animals and humans need to regulate our body temperature. It is, as Professor Iserman points out, the most immediate problem for us. We can store food and budget for it. While mating is dependent on a species' survival, we can be alone without immediate consequences. But any living, breathing creature's survival is based first on oxygen and then having an adequately heated or cooled body. Not too hot, not too cold. We seek to maintain thermal neutrality, a strategy that can be characterized as seeking temperature-specific homeostasis by maintaining a gradient between the core temperature and the body's peripheral temperature. One of the most striking features of thermal regulation is its social nature, he points out. Fellow animals help to warm in times of danger, disease, and distress because the net energy cost of thermal regulation decreases when it is done through bodily contact with others. Typically, social thermal regulation occurs within obvious in-groups or among close kin, like in a mother-child relationship or between romantic partners. That's been called a communal sharing relationship. Social thermoregulation is how animals and humans help warm each other. It followed in the trail of research being done by Jim Cohen at the University of Virginia about social baseline theory, which looks into how other people can help us regulate threats. The idea behind social baseline theory is that when we're by ourselves, it's threatening, and that threat is compounded by stressful situations. At the core of that theory is we outsource our stress regulations to other people. One of Professor Cohen's most famous studies involves putting participants into a functional MRI scanner, which looks at brain activity by measuring changes in the blood flow and seeing what happens when people are given a brief electric shock. Participants were divided into three groups. During the experiment, they either held the hand of a loved one, a stranger, or nobody at all. In the three scenarios, there was a screen in the machine scanner that the participants could see. The screens displayed a blue circle or a red X. If participants saw the blue circle, they were told there was no threat of being shocked. A red X indicated to the participant that there was a 20% chance that they would receive a minor shock to their ankle. 
in 20% of the time, a tiny shock was administered. In monitoring the brain activity that occurred in the scenarios, researchers were looking for blood flow to the hypothalamus, the part of the brain that does, among other things, regulate stress. Under stress, our body is trained to react, to repulse, and our brain automatically releases hormones like cortisol or epinephrine into the bloodstream. The flow of these hormones removes resources from the immune system. More stress means less protection in the immune system, and that can lead to chronic illnesses and other diseases. When we have a stronger social system, like someone who can hold our hand when we're being given a shock of pain, fewer stress hormones are released, and our immune system doesn't diminish in order to retaliate against the stress of other forces. In the experiment, the participants who were by themselves had the highest activation of stress responses when they were threatened with getting a shock. Holding the hands of even a stranger helped. The brain didn't have to be so reactive with stress hormones. The people who held the hand of a loved one when they were threatened with the possibility of being given a shock showed, unsurprisingly, the least amount of stress. If our relationships are good and we are with someone we trust, we can chill out. At least our hypothalamus can. It doesn't have to be hypervigilant and activated all the time. We have people around us, friends and family, trusted allies, who can help us deal with that threat, and the health savings will make us feel physically and mentally better in the long run. Shut the door. It's freezing out. We'll be right back. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. <laughs> 
Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. So, how does temperature relate to our social connections? What we know is that when temperature outside goes down, or the temperature in a room goes down and it's cooler, we tend to think of people that we love. So there's not a one-to-one relationship from our emotions to our peripheral temperature to also our behaviors. So that's, that's a little bit more complicated. And the reason why I'm saying that is because there are studies that exist that relate loneliness to, for example, people's shower or bathing habits and whether they take warm or uh, cold uh, showers. But these studies weren't replicated, so it's not as easy as it seems. Um, however, uh, we have done a recent study where we do find that people's own desires to thermoregulate, so the degree to which they want to warm up with someone else when they're cold, is related to loneliness. So the more that people desire this, the more that they want to warm up with other people, the less lonely they feel. So there seems to be at least some kind of mechanism that relates thermoregulation to loneliness. But they're not entirely sure what that might mean. Why our desire to thermoregulate in order to feel less lonely, it's not entirely known yet, and it is still a while away from being completely understood but it's becoming increasingly documented that our social networks matter. And the diversity of those networks seem to act as a buffer in how cold or how hot we feel. People farther away from the equator, in more Nordic countries, tend to have a far wider-ranging social network. That is, they're not just socializing with people at work, or at home, or through their kids' soccer games but they are part of various social groups. For some reason, this buffers against the cold more than people with narrower social options. And what we find is that people's diversity of their social networks, so the the degree to which they participate in different social roles, like for example in a church group, uh, at work, with family, with volunteer groups, sports teams, and so forth, that is the best predictor for people's core body temperature in terms of social variables. It is an even bigger predictor than some traditional variables like gender. That was quite surprising to us. It does seem that also protects against living in colder climates, so very similar to the vervid monkeys. It's not as simple as being warm is positive, while being cold is negative. The principles of homeostasis have to be kept in mind. We don't want to be too hot, and we don't want to be too cold. And there is an asymmetry. When our temperature goes up, it is almost immediately dangerous. A fever, for example. So we typically have to regulate this by ourselves. But when temperature goes down, the danger is not as immediate. We have time to regulate so we can rely on other people to help. If other people can help you warm up when it's cold, it should hypothetically make you feel better. 
penguins do it, and so do vervet monkeys. In vervet monkeys, a species with similarities to humans, it was found that when their external environment gets colder, the core body temperature of monkeys, who are part of a large social network, is higher. It's a protection mechanism. All animals, including humans, know the basic principle. Survival depends on them taking in more energy than they spend. By huddling together, emperor penguins have figured out how to keep warm by tightly jamming into a space and rotating through so each gets a spot in the warm middle. An international team of researchers tracking the emperor penguin groups in Antarctica used time-lapse photography to see how a shuffling wave every 30 to 60 seconds have penguins reordering themselves so everyone gets time in the warmest part, the central hub. The penguins can join the group in one end on the outskirts of the huddle and cycle through to get a turn in the middle before exiting on the other side. The saddest day of the year will apparently be on Monday, January the 17th, 2022. It's also called Blue Monday by some, and there's even a formulation for how the date was decided. The formula is what happens when you add W for weather plus D, debt, our credit card bills showing up from our holiday spending, plus F, our failure to keep our New Year's resolutions. Yes, the acronym is WDF. It's the cold reality that we failed at budgeting, exercising, finishing our novels or thesis, eating better, and learning a new language. There's a version of Blue Monday in Denmark, and it's called Bla Mondag, and it has nothing to do with sadness. It's actually a day for spending money and spending time with others. Blue Monday in Denmark happens in the spring, when young people go shopping after their confirmation the day before on Sunday. Bla Mandag is when young people get together. They get the day off school to go spend the money they received, head to restaurants, and celebrate. It is blue for the blue skies that emerge after a long, cold winter. Not the blue sadness of the third week of January, but a day of being with others. While the word blue is the same, the meaning is different. Linguistic professor Maria Koskayaska Tom at the University of Stockholm has studied the relationship between social thermal regulation with a particular focus on the connection between pro-sociality and physical warmth. How do we talk about being alone and what does alone mean? Because it can be also I mean, there's a tiny difference between being alone, being lonely. Uh, you know, you can also choose to be on yourself. And all these concepts are related to each other, right? So, again, coming back to Sweden, I think that there's a very widespread requirement that people have to be left alone, to be from time to time just to be alone, to be on themselves, on their own terms. We may assume that some words have universal meaning like the idea of warm and cold as self-evident in their concrete uses. We feel cold, we feel hot, 
and also as it applies to interpersonal relationships. We say we have warm feelings towards someone we like, or we get rejected by someone who gives us the cold shoulder. Professor Koskayeska Tom wondered if the association that affection is warmth is really widespread, a universal understanding. It's a metaphor, and it's not recognized everywhere. In some languages, there's not a word for hot. In Ghana and Togo, what we may understand as hot, they refer to as something is on fire. Another universal metaphor that we may think about as hot also means spicy. But in Russian, spicy food is not hot, but called sharp. And in Swedish, hot spicy food is called strong, no association at all with heat. Cold weather is often seen as isolating, and for many, the time period now, after the holidays, brings a different type of loneliness. The feeling that we are homebound and unable to connect with each other makes for a blue January for many of us. But the word blue can also mean blue skies ahead, and when it's cold outside, temperature-wise, it may lead us to seek out more social interactions. Here, for Blue Monday, we worry about credit card bills and failing to keep our New Year's resolutions. Bla Mandag, in Denmark, it's the celebration of spring and being with others. Residents in Nordic countries are among the happiest in the world because their social cohesion is high, trust, awareness of how each of us are connected to the other, and the diversity of social relationships and a focus on the common good. As Hans Rosha Eiserman has researched, it's important to recognize that temperature is not the only reason why people need others. It's not just where you live, but also the size of your social network. In chillier climates, people seem to have a more diverse network of people to hang out with, to gather with, not just in one or two places like work or home, but in sports teams, recreational activities. And they seem to be happier and feel more connected to others compared to people who live in warmer climates, closer to the equator. Their network is more constricted, less diverse. We want to be not too warm, not too cold, and being around others makes us feel better. In some parts of the world, that's a warm feeling while in other places, the company of others is cool and refreshing. Penguins have figured it out. Even if you're on the outer rim, where it's coldest, if you're in a huddle with others, a little shuffle and movement will bring you to the warm middle. When you keep moving, everyone gets a turn, and no one is left on their own. Everyone is equal, never more so than when you're sitting naked in a sauna. We may be alone, but we are alone together. Alone Together was directed by Callie O'Reilly. Sound engineer is Jeff Devine. Theme music by Ian Lefevre and Ari Posner. 
producers, Allison Pinches and Guillermo Serrano. I'm the host and writer, Peg Fogg. Do you know that our podcast, Alone Together, A Curious Exploration of Loneliness, is weatherproof? You can subscribe when it's cold outside and when it's hot. The executive producer is Terry O'Reilly. Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.